All right, I'm bummed out by the the betting line of Illinois-Wisconsin football. Somehow the Illini are almost like three touchdown underdogs. Don't know how that works out. Now Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer, comes in with some more bad news, something about injuries to a couple players. Yeah, Austin Hutcherson, Benjamin Bosman, Serdonk, both weren't on the floor when practice has started, but all is not lost. Ayo Desumu, Kofi Coburn, they're still around for the Illini. All right, it's Richie's job in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball, to cheer us up. He promises to with some maybe recruiting information, maybe some scheduling information. He'll even tell you about a recruit who has a video to make. Look, I'm smiling already. Hey, come back and listen to the good news portion of it after this break. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Our good Monday morning. As always, I'm excited to be joined by Scott Ritchie, basketball beat writer for the News Gazette, AP Top 25 voter, football writer. It's game week. He'll be headed to Madison, Wisconsin, with about like two other reporters. Well, I think five others. Okay. I think road teams get like six seats. Okay. You get like... A whole section to yourself. Will you be doing that jump around thing at the end of the third quarter? Will they ask you? Because you're a big guy. You probably can make the seats rattle. That's it's a compliment. Like, I feel like I should be offended. No, that's a compliment. You're sturdy. Um, right? Yeah, that'd be weird. It'll be the first Wisconsin game I've been at where the press box didn't move right before the fourth quarter, which is sort of unconcerning. Um, eventually, I think she's going to fall, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that's not uh, good. But yeah, it's going to be a strange experience. You know, obviously, uh, I've watched college football over the last several weeks happening across the country, and with limited fans, or I mean, if you're you know in the SEC, you know, wanting to pack your your stadium, right? If you're the Florida football coach, mm-hmm. and then of course their team didn't play this week because of. Too many COVID where, cases. Where are you going with this, Scott? I'm just saying it's going to be weird. Okay. Because you know, there's going to be nobody right. at Camp Randall. I mean, there's going to be right. a handful of people in the press box, the team's on the field, and that's it. This is inside Illini basketball, yeah. mind you. I mean, you always bring that up, but you like I instigate w- the football, always. I'm Jim Rosso, vice president of news, former basketball beat writer when Illinois was really good. For a year, like 20 really years ago. Really good. I was talking to my... Another veteran, Jay Cox, who for 51 years has been on the the bench, the scorer's table, right? 
doing work, took Ted Beach's role as a referee host. We were reminiscing about the 2005 season, about the 1989 season. Scott, I don't know if you remember those. Those are pretty good years. I I mean, let's see, I was at least alive for the 89 season, but at two, I didn't really okay. have a but. Yeah, I was a high school senior. Okay. It was back senior. when Illinois basketball was legitimate year after year after year. So one day soon they can make that claim, and you can as a beat writer. Yeah. I mean, I think they're they're legitimate this year. Right. But you got to yeah. keep doing it. Right. Five more years. You got to go at five year intervals at least. We'll see. Is my rule of thumb. Okay. Shout out to your mother, Robin. All right. I'm just going to do this every week because she's the nicest lady I've met. Okay. That's, that's it? I mean, it's a factual statement, which surprises me. She had one question this week. Okay. She texted me. That's maybe not factual. Scott, your hair is getting long again, question mark. That was it. <laughs> it's, I mean, if we're going to base it off of what it was, this is super short still. Also, okay. not that long. All right, Richie is going up to football on Friday. I see the Purdue game is 11 a.m., is that right? Perfect. Halloween kickoff. Okay. Which, I mean, I think if Illinois is not in all orange and Purdue's not in all black, then someone blew it. It's Halloween. Make it happen. Okay. My question to you, and maybe Ed Bond can, can weigh in here, is there a spot, you know, there are no fans allowed, right, at Memorial Stadium. But as we've seen with, like, the baseball playoffs and some NFL games, Fans can find that vantage point from outside the stadium and watch a little. Is there a spot? Can you get on top of the arc? Can you? I've never tried to get on top of the arc, so I'm not sure. Those trees on the maybe on the south end zone, behind the end zone, you could climb, you could scale with binoculars. I mean, I think you're going to put your life at risk to try and. Well, how big a fan are you, Scott Ritchie? Me personally, not. Okay, but I bet there are some folks that are pretty smart who can work their way yeah. into a spot. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of it before, but this game's going to be televised. Yeah, it's not the same. Not that I would take my transistor, listen to Brian Barnhart, and try to watch myself. I mean, I won't say there's not a vantage point. I'm just saying have... Maybe you have nine and one dialed, so just in case you can push that okay. one. Do you know what a transistor radio is? Have you ever heard of one? Do you know what it looks like even? I should ask you that. What it looks like? I mean, I, I know what it is. I'm not sure I've ever, like, well, I mean, I think I've seen pictures. Definitely didn't have one growing up. What is wrong I with you? i got to get Robin on the, the horn. I grew up in the 90s. Do you have a clock radio? Um, I think I did. I still have one. Well, that's not surprising. Yeah, I have this thing. It's, my iPhone tends to have everything I need on it, <laughs> including I, mean, I can get you know, radio Kids stations these days. on it. It's more efficient that way. All right. This is episode what? 121? 121. All right. We'll get right to basketball. No more football talk. But well, no, one more football talk. Come on. How How is Illinois an underdog, a three-touchdown-plus underdog? To a team with a backup quarterback, a team they they took to the woodshed last year, a team that has no home field advantage, a team that is, in my eyes, ordinary. Yeah, but ordinary Wisconsin is still pretty good. But I will say the line is suspicious. And it opened 
at 23.5 points, and it has since dropped to, I think, 18.5, mainly because everyone hammered Illinois for the points because that's, that's just it's too many. I think 18.5 is still probably too many, but, I mean, I don't know. So I, I guess if if where you are it is legal to gamble, that's maybe not a, a bad game to put a little money on because that seems like a crazy point spread. Speaking of crazy point spreads while we're on it, uh, the opening line for the Syracuse-Clemson game has Syracuse as a 37.5-point underdog. Syracuse just lost to something called Liberty. Yeah, and home of Brian Barnhart, speaking of that. And Clemson just scored 73 points. So. Right, so I would. that's not enough points. Oh, it's, it's a lot. I'm not sure I've seen a bigger line between like conference opponents. Anyway, maybe basketball. For inside Illinois basketball. All right. So every Sunday in your News Gazette, um, I hope you subscribe. It's it's a bargain if you're a college basketball fan. Scott Ritchie goes full page. This week, I was disgusted with it. <laughs> you got little of my attention. I flipped. I almost flipped past it. That's a a great selling point for our listeners. Subscribe. It was awful. Each week, you talk to a rival reporter. Uh, not a right Very kind, re- friendly relationship with these beat writers. This one, this week's was somebody from Maryland, which I don't care about. They're in the uh, Big I'm Ten. I'm still old school. I just don't. Yeah, it's weird that they're in the Big Ten, but they're they're in the Big Ten. And not to me. That's a. I mean, this is not going to be maybe the Maryland team of the last couple of years. I don't care. I don't even want to talk about it. Okay, I'm just saying that they've got a lot to replace. Anthony Cowan, Jalen Smith, they're all gone. And your top ten list, which you do each week, was, I don't even know what it was. Guys I've never heard of, except your cousin, Bob Ritchie of Furman. I mean, I sort of wonder if we're related. I, I We might be. But he's a very successful mid-major coach. Okay, it was a list of ten coaches on the rise you they, might they not should, have heard of. They should have bigger jobs. They I have heard of will. exactly one of the ten, and that's only because he could – Played in the he NBA. Ball. David Stoudemire. Of course. I didn't know he was coaching. Pacific? Yeah. And it's been a bit of a struggle, but won 23 games last year, and just because he is Damon Stoudemire, if he can keep winning, he's going to get a bigger job somewhere. But, I mean, he has more experience than just – he didn't just jump in at Pacific as head coach. He was uh, an assistant at Memphis. I think he was assistant back at Arizona for a year. So – it's just a name to watch. All, right. all of these ten. Yeah, I don't want to put our listeners to sleep by by rattling off this list of no ma- no no name people. But that's it was sort of the point. Like people right. don't know them now, but you should because they're going to have high major jobs. All right. So Brad Underwood leaves after this year to coach the the Hornets. Hornets have a team. Yeah. Okay. They're they're even back in Charlotte. Okay. Have been, actually. Which one of these ten takes his spot? That's my only question. Well, I think the assumption that Brett Underwood leaves after this year is... I know, just get over that. I'm just playing along. I just say there's Um, an opening. Of these, I mean, it might not even be one of these guys. Don't get smart with me, Richie. I would be actually be surprised if it was any of these ten. Because in an Illinois job, you probably will be able to pull a coach, kind of like they did with Oklahoma State, from another high major program, but if I had to pick one of these of the ten that I that was the question I wrote about, 
I mean, I'd be tempted to say my maybe cousin, Bob Ritchie, but he's probably not ready. Um, I think Damon Sotomayor would be interesting. It'd be kind of funny because I had his jersey back when he played with the Raptors. I don't know. I mean, I think the number one guy on my list might be, and it'd be interesting, Wes Miller at UNC Greensboro, mainly because he was on the 0405 UNC team that beat Illinois in the national championship. It comes full circle. All right, let's try to do better on both those uh, rival talk and top ten lists next week. There's a chance to improve. See, I, I imagine people that read it, though, are interested in college basketball. Okay. And they enjoy it. Here's what I'm interested in. Neil Ganta. Yeah. And just an interesting story. He's a first-year graduate assistant for Brad Underwood. And like a year and a half, two years ago, like he was pretty much set on a career in finance and working on Wall Street. And then he was interning at J.P. Morgan Chase in New York and decided – well, he just maybe didn't really like what he was doing and gave up a job offer at that same bank to go back to Kansas State, get another year you know, of, of education and change his focus a little bit to more data and analytics and pursue a career in basketball. And now he's kind of maybe the, the analytics guy. For the Illinois coaching staff. Does every school have an analytics guy now? In college, I would say not maybe one guy that was really focused on stuff like that. Okay. Because I think maybe you might have assistants that are interested in it or maybe video coordinators where maybe part of their, their job leans into a little bit of analytics. But just to have someone specifically, I mean, obviously, you know, Neil has other duties, you know, with the team, but analytics is kind of the one different area he can bring. And you know, he went back to Kansas State to, you know, really learn how to code. And you know, he's set up a a website database type deal for the team where they can it just sort of brings everything together into one place. Whether you know scouting reports, you know, et cetera, that they can players and coaches can all access. He did that before he got to Champaign. That was like, said he didn't want to come empty-handed, so he came with a pretty impressive project. Very good story. Well, he's, I mean, obviously, I mean, has an intriguing story to tell, and he was more than willing to talk kind of about his path to El- to Illinois, to Champaign, that was certainly different than, you know, most men's basketball graduate assistants. All right, Illinois can't shoot, right? Couldn't shoot last season. Couldn't. Couldn't shoot. As Lauren Tate points out in your Sunday News Gazette, um, they weren't good. Well, it was their worst three-point shooting season since, I think, 2009. And you're telling me injuries are not going to help the situation. That's what bums me out. Yeah, you know, practices... Officially started last week, you know, last Wednesday, and there were, you know, three guys that didn't participate. Um, Jermaine Hamlin was still coming back off of a, a hand injury he had this offseason. Um, then maybe you know, two more notable players out just in terms of maybe what they 
might have done this coming season and still could do, but uh, sort of up in the air at the moment. You know, Austin Hutcherson, who is known as a shooter and shot 40 plus percent at you know, Division Three Wesleyan in his first two years of college basketball. And then, you know, Benjamin Bosman's Verdonk also out. And, you know, both of those guys I thought could be kind of real X factors for this team. You know, Hutcherson, because of his ability to shoot and the improvements he's made in the last year sitting out, and then Bosman's Verdonk just because he's a guy that Illinois hasn't had in several seasons. But their specific injuries, you know, Hutcherson has a back injury. And that's sort of a, a lingering issue. He had, he had several injuries in high school and sort of set back you know, his basketball career a little bit, at least in terms of recruiting and how, maybe how he ended up at Division three. But herniated two discs in his back in a car crash in high school, which, which was not his fault, I made sure to point out. So that it's kind of flaring up again is a concern, I would say. And then Bosman's Verdonk missed essentially all of last season with a foot injury. And those types of injuries in basketball players do not go well together. And the fact that he also had maybe a flare-up on the same foot he injured but in a different spot is maybe even more concerning because it just means more parts of that foot you know, have taken on stress they shouldn't. And uh, so, yeah, it's kind of a to-be-determined type situation for maybe when they'll be able to practice and able to play. Well, now that I'm thoroughly depressed, thank you. You asked, uh, give you me, asked some good, me to just, depress you. Just give me some good news to kind of pick my – my spirit's back up. I thought one of the more interesting things that, that Brett Underwood discussed after that first day of practice, and you know, we got him for an hour plus on Zoom, um, was about the freshmen. And I mean, obviously Adam Miller, Andre Corbello hyped quite a bit, and they've proven, at least you know, through the summer workouts and you know, as practice has started, that that hype was was kind of fine. I mean, it was, they've lived up to it. Um, but Coleman Hawkins has kind of flown under the radar a little bit in that class because obviously two top 40 guards kind of overshadowed him a little bit. But Brad Underwood had lots of good things to say about, about Hawkins and sees him maybe able to contribute even earlier than he imagined. And he's another guy that Illinois really maybe hasn't had at that quote-unquote power forward position. You know, 6'10" but can really shoot it, good passer, um, high basketball IQ, and it just gives them a different look at that spot than they've had, and it's a look that they need, especially if he can keep shooting it well. All right, uh, Io DeSumo, uh, have you released your, your All-American team yet? No, I've got like four weeks. I thought we talked about this last week that you were going to come out with it. Well... I saw some others. I mean, Why are you waiting? Well, you saw others from like other people, right? But not like I a, want my Scott Ritchie All American team. Well, you know, I had a lot of things going on. Don't that sounds like an excuse? I think that's what exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've basically promised to put him on your starting five. I'm pretty sure I snuck in a caveat that I could change my mind. I don't yeah, think I will. Yeah. All right, I think he will be. One of my guards. We'll get that taken care of. All right. Maybe this week. 
Yeah, because I don't have a lot going on yeah, this week. How about, your t- how about your, yeah, it can be your list, right? Anyway, they released his weight, right? Made well, a big deal of he, him putting 30 pounds on or whatever, right? Yeah, but not all like. Not in the gut. This like summer. Us. I mean, he's, he's gained that much in three years. Three years, okay. But yeah, if you look at photos of him, like as he was coming out of high school to mm-hmm. now, like he's gotten bigger. He's like very broad across the shoulder. Because like, he was really skinny when he showed up in Champaign back in 2018. Well, your picture after your fifth year at Eureka High and then six years later when you left EIU, you looked different. <laughs> uh, well, one, pretty sure just did the whole four years in high school thing like everybody else. And then EIU, just three and a half as opposed to six years, as you said. Yeah, no, I mean, part of it is obviously he's gotten older and your body changes as you get older. But he's done so under the direction of Adam Fletcher, which is packed muscle onto a frame that could could take it. I mean, when he came in, he had room to grow physically, and he has. He looks very... Just looks stronger, like in photos. So I think it's a good sign. I mean, if that aids in him finishing around the basket, it's a good thing. I watched the NBA Finals. He could have played those teams. The Heat needed a point guard, as it turned out. Well, I mean, Lakers had. They also, I mean, Lakers also had two of the top five players in the league. I'm just saying. If the, well, my finalists are lacking point guards, that tells me the NBA has some room for some point guards. I mean, that's not untrue. I think Thank it, you. It's interesting, though, that I mean, on that Lakers team was Taylor Horton Tucker. That you know, I watched his battled. one game he scored. Well, I mean, he didn't. He's been obviously he spent most of this season in the the G League, but he got the bubble call up. Was on the team, mm-hmm. but if you looked at him coming out of high school, Io coming out of high school, Taylor Horton Tucker was maybe more you know, developed physically mm-hmm. at that point. Now he just looks like a YMCA player, looks like a Park District rec player, body wise. Still got an an NBA title, got a ring. So I'm just telling you, this is what I think when I watch the games. That'd be interesting. He'd be really good at like Barkstall on a Tuesday night. I imagine he would Stratton. Chase people out of the gym. Like (laughs) I don't want to handle that. Here's what all our listeners should know of back when I played Park District Ball ten, fifteen years ago, we'd get former Illinois players, guys who were kind of fringish to play with us. Yeah. Fringish. And they would dominate like never before. It was as if. Yeah, it, it's funny that, I mean, there's lots of maybe armchair point guards, to mm-hmm. turn a phrase, that think that, you know, all oh, these guys that play college hoops, man, they're not that good. Like, just go play against them. Here, I'll give you a couple of examples. Arius Davis, right? Ed Bond might not remember Arius Davis. He averaged about 50 a game <laughs> and was unstoppable, right? Against yeah. what we thought were pretty good players. 
Yeah. Um, Nate Mast was basically Bob Cousy. I could see it. It's startling the difference. Yeah. I, I mean, there's 354 teams, 13 scholarships per team. To get one of those spots, you've got to be pretty damn good and better than your maybe average park district player by Dang. miles. <laughs> All right, let's talk recruiting. Uh, I understand there's some sophomores now holding Illinois offers. A lot of them at this point. Yeah, because Illinois gave out five offers last week, and all of them were to players in the class of 2023. And just a quick rundown, you know, by when they got their offers. Um, first one was certainly notable. It was a five-star wing, Kwame Evans Jr. out of Baltimore. Basketball family, his dad played at George Washington. He's in George Washington Hall of Fame, top five scorer in school history. Um, so, player to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, then it was an in-state recruit, uh, Matis Buselis. He plays at Hensdale Central. Um, another kind of bigger wings, like six seven, six eight already as a sophomore shooter. Um, then last night, following the Pangos Fresh Soft All Midwest Camp, so to speak, that happened over the weekend in the Chicago suburbs, um, Owen Freeman, who's a sophomore center, six nine, Bradley Bourbonnet, uh, averaged I think eleven and a half points, seven rebounds, shot sixty eight percent as a freshman. Um, so another in-state you know, prospect to kind of keep track of. And then two big men, um, including you know, Baye Fall, who was the MVP of the Pangos camp. He's a four-slash-five-star center, originally from Senegal, plays high school basketball in Colorado, um, put up kind of ridiculous numbers as a freshman. And then another player from Senegal, uh, who's also playing in Colorado, Asane Diop, who put up just stupid numbers playing at a very small school um, in Colorado, but another he's 6'10", kind of power forward type. So more names to keep an eye on. And Illinois you know, at this point has offered 21, if I've got my number right, recruits in the 2023 class. So high school sophomores that won't be in college for a while. But Illinois is getting in very early on them. And lots from Illinois. I mean, obviously, we've got Buselis and Freeman more recently. But then there's the Kenwood trio of Dare Names, J.J. Taylor, Davius Lurie, um, Dalen Davis, point guard at Whitney Young, Jeremy Fierce, who's uh, maybe the best. It's either him or J.J. Taylor, who's the best player in the state in the class at Juliet West. Um, and then Donovan Younger is another really you know, talented kind of big wing Power forward type uh, out of Bolingbrook. All right. I'm not hearing many downstate kids on those lists. Where's my Taylorville Tornado? Where's my Mount Vernon muscle Ram. man? It's uh, the Rams in Mount Vernon. Um, Who? What happened to Centralia? They got a huge gym and a great tournament. Yeah, well, I mean, they don't, I need some players. They don't turn out Division One talent all that often. How's that possible? Just is? I don't know. Why are there no downstate kids I'm hearing? Are you ignoring them? Well, it wouldn't be me ignoring them. It would be the Illinois coaching staff, quote-unquote, ignoring them. But, I mean, you got to be 
good enough to get a scholarship offer. Is there not a Robinson kid playing for the NBA runners-up? That's downstate. Yeah, but, I mean, there hasn't been another Myers-Leonard type at Robinson since he graduated. Yeah, it's just, I mean, with those quote-unquote downstate kids, I mean, there's it's more once-in-a-generation type. I mean, Jalen Quinn, Tuscola. Get him an offer. 2022 class. Yeah, he doesn't have the offer yet. Make it happen. Are you telling me to make it happen? <laughs> I'm looking right at you. I like Jalen Quinn a lot. I mean, I think he's both a good basketball player and he's just a good kid. But I'm not the one that hands out the offers. The only one interesting. I mean, like, Chin Coleman's gone down to Tuscola to watch him play. They're keeping tabs. But at this point, his offers are... You know, all of the mid-major types. I mean, he's got interest from Illinois, Purdue, some other you know, high-major programs, but those offers haven't come yet. Timing means a lot. Ask Fredella Jones, right? Former Champaign Central star was kind of hanging the mid-major way when Indiana came calling at the last second. Turned out to be a pretty, pretty good player. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Because you don't have an offer now doesn't mean you won't get one. And I think the perf- perfect example of that on the Illinois roster, well, there's two of them. It's Jermaine Hamlin and Brandon Lieb. Both were considering going to prep school because they didn't have offers, and then hmm. now they're on a Big Ten roster. What else you got for me? i got a couple minutes left. Well, this week may or may not bring the a commitment decision from Bryce Hopkins. Um. There have been a lot of reports that, you know, he might commit October 20th, which is tomorrow, Tuesday. Um, but that's not maybe a date set in stone. And there's also a report that he was waiting on, you know, getting his commitment video finished. So, uh, excuse me? That's, that's recruiting. Got to have the video to. I mean, like, I would assume we had his video announcing where he was coming back to Illinois mm-hmm. and also one, a version where he wasn't coming back. But that's. Are there awards given out for these videos? Is there a service like, that like says a, like an Emmys best the, of? I don't think so. That's an but idea. The 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 fact that he's waiting for the video to be done that's really funny means a decision has been made. Unless, unless he's he, making multiple videos, unless he's making nine videos because he had a top nine. Do you hire people to help you with that, or are these kids good enough with their cell phone? Um, Can you TikTok a decision? I'm surprised someone hasn't. Yeah, at this point. Uh, But they're sort of professionally done. I don't know if it's just like family friend that, you know, does it. Someone volunteering their services just to get their name out as sort of a video producer. But, uh, yeah, that's the thing now. Crazy. Bryce Hopkins I don't have a good feel for. I don't know if I want to have a good feel for with all the shenanigans it seems that have accompanied his recruitment and his decisions and his weights and everything like that. Um, he's really good at basketball. Take so, him. Regardless. So I should shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Illinois would be more than happy if he decided Champaign was where he wanted to be. Uh, still, the prevailing trend seems to be Kentucky. But you never know because recruiting is fickle. I mean, I think, I mean obviously the best case. I mean, not best, but... The most memorable case of recruiting being fickle, of course, is Cliff Alexander. I was pretty sure he was going to 
commit to Illinois in the morning that he had made his announcement. Picked up the hat, in fact, and then put it down and picked Kansas. Of course, Illinois avoided the extracurriculars that came with his time at Kansas in terms of the NCAA kind of getting involved in that. So maybe it was a win in the end. But we'll see. I mean, Bryce Hopkins maybe goes to Kentucky, but maybe Illinois in the last couple weeks has sold him on staying home. Can't wait to watch that video. Any scheduling updates since uh, we last talked? For other teams, but other than there being no clue, quote-unquote, about the schedule from last week, uh, hasn't changed. Okay. Big game, though, was announced today. Iowa is going to play Gonzaga. In South Dakota. Hmm. Like Gonzaga, Gonzaga's playing everyone. Normally do. Uh, they're taking it like, even further. They got a dog conference, so you got to play somebody. Yeah. Right? Don't give them too much credit. No, but I mean, like, going above and beyond. Half team will travel, apparently. That'd be a fun game. I think Illinois should play Gonzaga. All right, well, uh, Mrs. Richie will not like to know that Scott's not going to be home for Thanksgiving because there will be a lot of games, hopefully. Well, there will, I mean. I'll cook you a turkey. We'll be one scheduled. All right. Is that going to be like my Casey's pizza? Yeah. I'll do both. Casey's on Wednesday night over a couple beers, and then we'll go turkey on Thursday. This is being recorded for posterity, so I can play it back. Bob, not believing me. He's shaking his head. I don't know if I like it uh, anymore. Any Uh, final thoughts, Scotty? No, I mean, we're getting closer to the start of the college basketball season, down to a month and a week, essentially. So, any time now, really. I, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Uh, follow along every morning, 6 a.m. Good morning, Illini Nation at IlliniHQ.com. It's a great thing. Read it, enjoy it, and then pick up that Sunday paper as well. Scotty, we will talk to you next week.